Welcome to Taz Racing Kennel Talk, a weekly look at everything that's happening in Tasmanian Greyhound Racing. I'm Matt Reid for tazracing.com.au and joining me is a man who is producing winners for fun at the moment and that's Brennan Ryan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, uh, Matt. Yeah, no, we got three winners out of three starters for the week, so got a neat little record. The kennel's going good and, yeah, spirits are up at the moment. Just having a look at the the stats for dogs trained by uh, your dad, Pat Brennan, and obviously you have a lot to do them with them as well. For this calendar year, striking at thirty eight percent from six uh, from sixteen starts. So, I mean, you take that ten times out of ten, I'd imagine, and you and your dad must be pleased with how the kennel's going at the moment. Yeah, they're going well. Um, we try to keep a small team of, you know, race dogs and a mix of pre-trainers, and then we try and bring a litter along once every 12 months behind them. So, uh, you know, stock's got to be replenished now and again. So, yeah, no, it's ticking along quite nicely. And um, the way we've got it set up, the, the system sort of, um, you know, pays for itself. You know, the dogs have earned quite well so you know they're yeah they're they're doing they're exceeding expectations so yeah things are really well yeah well it's certainly working at the moment uh well as much as we'd love for this podcast to be the brent and ryan appreciation yeah. podcast i'm sure listeners want to hear about a few other winners from around the state brennan so we'll start in hobart last uh thursday night fernando bale side four winners on that program yes he uh he's a. Uh, a uh, freakish sire, one of the best we're probably ever seeing in this in, in this great industry of ours. Um, he recently took out his fourth consecutive um, sire of the year award at the uh, Grand of the Year dinner uh, for twenty twenty one this year. And um, yeah, no, he sired four, and you know across the board, he's produced um, you know some well noted dogs we're all all too familiar about in Winburn Dixie, Winburn Chief, and. Um, you go down towards always Baroque, who was a winner over the uh, um, over the distance as well, and Chicken Gorge as well. So, you know, these um, you can produce good feature winners and good graded winners. So, yeah, and now it's the turn of how he'll be as a um, sire of females through, you know, the daughters that he's bred, how they're going to be go as um, producers. So, some interesting times ahead for breeders, but yeah, he continues to be very influential here in Tassie. Well, one of those winners uh, side by Fernando Bale was always Baroque. She cracked the uh, $50,000 in career prize money with her win on that Hobart card. Yeah, look, going great. She's the Ellingworth Classic winner of uh, last year and one of t- one of three winners ever turning medicine. You know, she's well-respected. Um, you know, her form's been good and, uh, she's got the pedigree to show that she can stay. Her mother stays in, was trained here in Tassie during her career, and she won uh, heat semi and final of the uh, Vets Medley series as well. So, um, yeah, the pedigree's there, and you know, I think she's found a new little niche there, always broke. So definitely one that I think people will start to flag in black books going forward. Just a very good, very good win there. Yeah, very consistent, always Baroque. And we'll, we recorded last Thursday. We're back to our normal Wednesday afternoon recording here. Uh, we touched on the win of He's So Cool in the Launceston Cup consolation. Mentioned that He's So Cool was going around in Hobart uh, that night, the Thursday. Well, He's So Cool got the job done again. 
Yes, and unfortunately, that will be his last and final start here in Tasmania. I was just going through the fields prior to us coming on air to record, and uh, I see the dogs in a fifth-grade heat at Albion Park in Queensland uh, this coming Thursday night. So uh, we'll keep an eye on, on him, but, um, you know, a great record that he's left behind. He won the Consolation, as you touched on. He won the Denise Fish Memorial and the Christmas gift. So. He's done very well here. It was, you know, a little bit disheartening. He couldn't pull off one of the bigger features, but uh, he's certainly one of the most, res- you know, respected dogs that we've seen come through the grades. And yeah, he'll uh, he'll certainly make a name for himself up there in uh, in the Sunshine State. As someone who's a little bit closer to the industry than I, what is the underlying, I guess, perception or thought when you see a, a dog like he's so cool leave the state and? I understand Sacred Stance has left the state in, in recent times as well. It'd be great to keep those dogs here. Is it a concern that we're unable to, or is it just the, the nature of the proverbial beast? Um, yes, it is a concern. Um, we can't sustain our top-grade dogs enough, um, and the numbers dwindle because the runners get older and they start to drop back into the Masters-graded races as well. And um, it all goes down to our grading because um, a lot of uh, our dogs are not being pushed up through the short grade races and going up into the 400 and 500 metres. So um, it's been an ongoing effect probably for the last six years now. Um, you see in our Hobart Thousands and the Devonport Chase and all that, that, you know, we have good top line names going in there, like you win Burn Sheens and you quick Joey Smalls. But if you look closely at it, we're, um, we've probably got two top grade dogs going into a series and then we've got minimum probably the rest of them are all grade four minimal. So it's disappointing. Um, you know, when I first come in, they used to run two divisions of a top grade. That's how strong the ranks were, but, um, yeah, it's something that needs to be addressed. If, you know, if we want to continue to be competitive with our top grade dogs, um, you know, I've been down this path before I've had to sell, you know, handsome Prince is one of them. So, um, he had to go because it, just no future here. So, yeah, it's something that I've aired to the powers to be. And, yeah, it's just something that, yeah, needs to be concerned if um, if we want to see a good, strong flux of, you know, our best sprinters being competitive in some big features. Yeah, and we certainly want to see our local dogs being competitive and hopefully winning uh, our biggest races. Launceston on Monday night, Brennan, we might start by looking at the field for this upcoming Monday's Furniture City Gift Final. And and while we're doing that, we can touch on the performances from the heats last Monday night. Uh, The seventh field there is one Winburn Chief, two Winburn Dixie, three Buckle Up Zion, four Tarali, five Just Mates, six Just Posh, seven Joyful Juggler and eight Special Bond. Pretty hot race, this one, Brennan. Some really nice types going around. Yeah, the best ones got through to qualify, and I'll stick with Just Mates on top, set, on top there for Stephen Gerardo. Was really impressed with his heat when he finally put it all together, and he displayed really good early speed. He went 498 to the first corner. He's drawn similar again. He should get a good run there from the inside, and uh, with Tar Alley and Buckham Up Zeon should give him a bit of room. I do have a good respect there for Tar. Ali and look, just posh. I she'd be a good each way chance in it. Um, I just don't think she's comfortable enough with the track, just what I saw when she won her heat. But I'm still going to give her the respect to be in it. Um, yeah, so I'll go just posh to beat. Um, ah, sorry, just Bange to beat just posh. Tar Ali, buckle up Zeon, and I'll throw Windburn Dixie in there. 
So I'll go five, six, four, two for the Furniture City gift final. Going back to last Monday, Brennan uh, got the Blues was an impressive winner in race two. Yeah, look, uh, the reason why I highlighted it, it um, just out of great respect and uh, acknowledgement to Dennis Woods. Um, him and his brother were up there on uh, Jimmy on 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 thir- on Monday night, and the boys they do a terrific job with their dogs. And uh, Dennis hasn't had a winner for for a little while there, and it was good to see him bounce back. Uh, this greyhound is only young, got the blues, and showed a you know plenty of ability. Um, Wide draw was a tough thing to come across from, but um, you know, nevertheless, he got the job done, and it's an impressive uh, saw, uh, impressive uh, puff there by Zipping Garth, and you know, Dennis. Um, I was going back through a story that his family had been involved in greyhounds for a long time, and they were involved many years ago with a dog by the name of Harold Sin. He went through and uh, took out a Hobart Thousand, and you know, he. He sired some really good dogs in Nakarulu and Chimino uh, and, yeah, some really good performers. And, yeah, the the involvement in Greyhounds has been pretty good with the boys. And I was just going through Dennis's last win there as a trainer. And the last winner he had was in November of 2020 there with uh, Declassified when it won a grade four over the 461. So been over just a year, well over a year and a half there for the for the team. But. Yeah, good to see him bounce back into the winners list. Yeah, they would have been celebrating that win on Monday night. That's for sure to break a drought like that. Uh, one dog that uh, certainly has been winning a lot more frequently is Rosie Posey. A demolition job there on Monday night, Brennan. A nine-length victory. Yeah, you could take a lot of a lot out of her run there from last week when she had boxing on Launceston Cut night. She just couldn't get across and was really brave in defeat. I think she finished second uh, behind the winner there. And when she drew the red, she was just, you know, there was nothing in her way that was going to stop her. And she drove through and got to the front by the first corner and left them. And yeah, 29.62 for a second go at the at the 5.15 is a very good run. And, you know, certainly flags are going forward that, you know, there's races down the path that she'd be really well suited to. And, I think will indicate that, you know, even though she's won a Tasmanian Laurels in, in last year, she'll factor in the Easter Cup coming up uh, later in March, April time slot. So, yeah, and it was a great stroke by owner David Gill. He decided to place her over here to just protect her and look after her profile. And I know he's very keen to breed with her going forward. So, yeah, no, very nice type there and something the connections are you know, very proud of coming from a great litter too, who we've seen with uh, Co Blends and Hilltop Jack, obviously, who took out the Launceston Cup. Well, the following day in Devonport, we had the uh, Northwest Greyhound Racing Club Distance Championship. Zar Bell Brennan uh, absolutely feasting on the Devonport 580. A hat trick of wins and took out the day's feature. Yeah, he'd done very well there. And uh, uh, he also set a new uh, race record. For the series, it was previously set at 33.15 by 13 Black, who was trained by Lee Wood and uh, Taser, uh, Taser Bell. Oh, you and I both trying to pronounce this properly. Um, yeah, it uh, run 33.05, so a very good run. Uh, and, yeah, he's you know, gone really well. And you look at the, the SP when they went into that race between him and, uh, yeah, between this runner and Man Overboard, I think they were about... Um, I think they're about three ninety before three dollars ninety each. So they're good respect between the two of them, and 
um, yeah, this runner just keeps bettering his uh, record and, yeah, he got the job done. And, yeah, I mean, Thomas and Ian, they've, uh, yeah, they discontinue to quietly produce good, honest wins and, yeah, three in a row, you can't, you cannot snare at that. And, yeah, they own this dog outright and, yeah, good feature win and it's um, a race that's been won by some very good dogs over the years. So, yeah, this runner certainly uh, indicates that uh, we we'll, won't see the last of him going forward. Uh, the run of form that Zar Bell's in, loving the 580s, Brennan. Where do you go with a dog like that that clearly is looking for those longer distances down here in Tassie? It must be a little bit difficult. Yeah, you'd probably want to – you could easily head down to Hobart and if she can draw well, uh, place it in the, the 460s and uh, rely on hopefully trying to get a 590 for him. So, um, yeah, you just got to um, grade him well and hopefully he can draw good. But, yeah, it will be difficult going forward um, trying to find the right sort of race for him. But, you know, I think the the Thomas Camp are just happy to take one race at a time. They're, uh, they're out in front. I think they only paid 1500 for the dog. So, yeah, they've got nothing else to really prove with him. He's, you know, he certainly paid his way in now. Yeah, that return on investment, certainly positive there. Earlier in that Devonport program, Jack Jury had a training double with a couple of agent dogs, Nevada and Aspen. Yeah, well, we've seen Agent Aspen feature through the Maiden Thousand. Um, he was very good in his merits for that series. And, yeah, he got the job done there on Tuesday. And I can't see why he can't do anything more going forward. And uh, Agent Nevada, they're both out of the Fernando Bar suite about Lola Litter. And, yeah, they've both got the times on the board now. So they've got the grade six out of the way. And um, I think... Jack's got another one to start out of that litter on Tuesday, on Thursday in Hobart. So we'll keep an eye on that. But yeah, some runners that will hopefully we'll see progress up through the grades. Nice types there. Yeah, the last winner we'll touch on from Devonport as well. Well, I message Mike Clark most Tuesday mornings because I have to jump on with the lads on SEN and they're always after a best bet. So I go to Mike, what's your best, mate? I need one for the lads this week. He said, Sassy Galaxy. I think it can cross the red, and if that happens, it should be too good. Well, Mike was bang on here, an impressive win of Sassy Galaxy. Yeah, it was good to see her bounce back. She ran a game effort uh, when finishing second by a vintage fame in the heat of the Launceston Cup, and, yeah, she was back to her best, and she'd gone through a bit of a seasonal spell, and, you know, we'd seen prior to that she'd won the Tasmanian Oaks and the Country Oaks, and um, she's heading in the right direction, and hopefully, We'll see a feature pretty strongly once again in our feature races we have throughout the state during the uh, during the Easter period. Um, yeah, but I know Paul would have been pretty proud to see her back, be back in that way because um, she had a lot of promise before she went through that little little drought that she went through. But yeah, she seems to be through the other side. Well, I probably should mention too the race favourite there who was the red runner Rio Valiente. Um, injured in running, according to the stewards' reports. Have you heard anything about what happened there, Brennan? Uh, yeah, look, he is a bit um, sorry and sore. He has been a dog that's been plagued with injuries. So, um, yeah, look, Eric just takes one run at a time with him. And, yeah, it'll be a while before we'll see him for a while. He's not permanently retired. It's just he's been uh, an old war horse, put it that way. He's He's had his fair share of woes and... Um, he'll he'll go to ground and we'll we'll see him back one more time. But yeah, just um, things start to wear and tear on a on a dog like him. He's been an impressive runner, as we know.
Ladbrokes' new bet ticker now available. Watch the exclusive live feed on your Ladbrokes app and see where the big bets land. Get the down low on the download. Ladbrokeettes. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's go to Hobart on Thursday night, Brennan. You are going to try and find us a winner. You've sent me three specials here. One comes up in the first race. Yeah, um, buckle up, Aria. Um, look, I really thought that um, that he's a greyhound that's got a lot of promise, marking that he'll progress over time. And what we've seen in his runs at Devonport show that um, he's coming through pretty well. Uh, this will be his first start in Hobart, so... We're only going off his previous win there, but um, yeah, I like what he can do. The only thing is, I went that way because we don't know what the first starter form of Agent Meatball is like. We've got no trial form, so we're just going to have to wait and see what happens there. But um, yeah, I he ticks a lot of boxes for me. Buckle up, Aria, in the first. All right, buckle up, Aria, in race one. It's the two, but we'll be keeping a little bit of an eye on the market to see what it does with the Red Runner. In that particular race, we go to race three, and you've got one here for us as well. Yeah, this is an open race for the uh, for the maiden final, and I've stuck with just out of pure interest. I've gone with Mary the Knight there for trainer Johnny Wilton. Look, a couple of runs back, about three runs back, put in some, you know, a second and a third. You can really forget its last run, but. Um, it's got a vacant draw to its inside. The Reds probably be the, the danger out of the two. was a good run through the Maiden 1000 series, but um, Johnny Wilton knows when to pull a trick out of his bag. It's, um, it's now going to line up for its 13th career start and yet to get a win, but hopefully I think it can break through there. Race three, number six, Marry the Knight. Marry the Knight, I like that you've uh, tackled one of the harder races in the program to try and find a special there. You always look like a genius if you can pull a rabbit out of the hat there. Uh, in race six, we see a recent Ladbrokes Launceston Cup runner-up. Lock and loaded go around in well, what naturally looks a, a dropping class. Drawn the seven. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, this is the Damsel's Dash. And look, it's not one of our most well-known feature races, but it's been going for quite a while. And um, I'd really like that uh, for a strong lineup of females that are going to face the starter, Lock and Load, it's been ultra impressive in its last three runs and, well, last four runs overall. I like her from a wide draw. She's won three from 12 at this track, 26.07 PB. Uh, She shows what she can do from those sort of draws and has really progressed in the last couple of runs to date. And um, look, Anthony hasn't started there until... Um, she ran second in the cup. So, yeah, this is going to be indicate that I think she'll be fresh, good set of legs on her, likes the draw. Yeah, that's enough for me. We're at race six, number seven, lock and loaded. All right, the three for you from Hobart. Buckle up, Aria, marry the night, and lock and loaded in race six. Uh, looking ahead, mate, uh, you've obviously got a vested interest there in Launceston on Monday, but um, we're also not far away from the Dennis Collis Memorial Series. Yeah, we're looking for 64 nominations for Grade 5 heats. I doubt we'll get that, but at least we'll get some hints to pull the series off. And uh, Dennis was a judge at the Hobart Ground Racing Club. Uh, At the time, Dennis had served for a long period there as the judge at the HGRC for for a number of years. And I do have a little bit of information in front of me. I 
Um, he was the judge at Hobart, and I've got it here that he served for twenty-four uh, for thirty-three years. Uh, he served twenty-four years at the showgrounds and nine at uh, Elwick Racecourse. So you, you can prove how long his integrity and his passion was there for the sport. And this is now the fourth or fifth running of the of the race. And um, over the years, we've seen some very good wins. Um, Wheels Up was one good runner there from years gone by. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a race that's been well supported. And, yeah, we certainly find a few diamonds in the rough uh, when that series comes around. So really looking forward to the nominations when they come out on Friday. And, yeah, we'll, we'll progress and hopefully we can find a winner for the Hints coming in uh, next week. Yeah, well said. We'll keep an eye out for those fields and see what we can come up with. Thanks, as always, Brennan, for your input. Uh, after a big week last week, it has to be said, you, I reckon you look a bit lively, a bit fresher this week. I think a long summer had taken its toll, but I can see you got that glint back in your eye. Yeah, no, a little bit more refreshed. And, yeah, no, it was a very good, ser- very good summer series. And uh, as uh, one chapter closes, another one's about to be written. We're coming into the Easter side of it now, looking forward to the – um, to the Easter series coming up in Hobart with the Easter Cup, Easter Plate, Easter Purse, and we've got the Yellingworth Classic, um, which is an outstanding series and uh, rich prize money, just over $16,000 coming up. So, yeah, it's two good races, uh, two good carnivals I really look forward to. So, yeah, we'll, we'll count down to that. But, yeah, the Dennis Collis is our, our main event coming up shortly.